Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the channel. It is Denise Salcedo. It is Friday, October 6th, and we are here to talk about WWE SmackDown. And this was the go-home show heading into Fastlane, which is tomorrow. And we kind of got a lot that went down on today's show, especially with the closing of the show, especially in regards to the Judgment Day and the Bloodline and what we may be seeing down the line at Survivor Series. There's a whole lot to unpack on today's show. But before I get started, thank you so much to everybody who's here, who's watching live, listening on the audio version or watching here on a replay, whatever it is. Uh, thank you so much for being here. It's Friday. Usually Fridays are like the most chill days of the week. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling zen. Tomorrow I will be up bright and early for Busted Open. And then tomorrow I will also be doing a fast lane watch along. So for those of you who want to come out and hang out and watch Fastlane tomorrow with me, I will be doing that here on the YouTube channel. But I hope everybody's doing good, guys. Uh, I know people are Chris here on Facebook's asking if I will be at Fastlane. Nope, but I will be doing a watch along. So it will be a good time. It'll feel like I'm there. Uh, not really. <laughs> I was just like trying to find a way to like segue. But anyways, we got quite a bit to talk to uh, talk about before I do just a friendly reminder, guys, if you want to help support this podcast give some love you're more than welcome to send in a super chat at any point throughout the show i will be reading them i will be giving you guys some love and i'm going to kick things off with a super chat that i missed um a couple days ago so i'm so sorry to uh darf steven uh, he sent this one in on tuesday and he basically said where do we begin oscar cena cody Heyman, on next week and also why is the crowd booing roxanne i need answers denise uh steven thank you so much for sending in the super chat on Tuesday, we kind of covered it already, but I still appreciate you sending this in, man. Uh, and I might as well kick things off with NXTs because we got some news on NXT here today. And it wasn't like flat out, oh, this is what's going to happen. But they gave us a tease that, wait for it. I feel like for those of you who haven't seen on Twitter or maybe finding this out right now, you're going to be like, what the fuck, what? <laughs> Wait for it. The Undertaker is possibly, at least they're teasing, that he is going to be on NXT this Tuesday. Now, I know some of you are going, wait, hold the phone, because not only are we already getting Paul Heyman, he's supposed to be on the show uh, in the corner of Braun Breaker, we're getting John freaking Cena in the corner of Carmelo Hayes, also in that match between Carmelo Hayes and Braun Breaker. And then we are also getting Cody Rhodes, who is set to make a major announcement on the show. And now we're apparently also getting The Undertaker. So all they did was preview NXT, like a quick little bumper for a little commercial. And then at the end of the commercial, you heard Undertaker's gong go off at the end of the uh, promo. So like a little bumper it was just the dung. And so I feel and I think a lot of people have taken the assumption that the Undertaker is going to be on NXT on Tuesday. Uh, I feel like that is a really clever way to basically promote that he might that he's going to be on the show without basically shoving it down our throats because they have already made so many big announcements so this tuesday is going to be freaking nuts guys i am incredibly stressed out about this tuesday because uh reg and i will be covering both shows on tuesday we will be talking about nxt we will be talking about dynamite my pause and play buttons are really going to be working on tuesday but 
it's going to be kind of nuts, guys, to even think that we're getting The Undertaker on NXT. And I've been trying to think of a way. And maybe here, because you guys sometimes think of way better ideas and way better things. Uh, in the chat, let me know who or how or what you might be expecting The Undertaker to do on NXT. Is he going to uh, – obviously, we're not expecting him to wrestle, guys. Let's make sure that's put out there, right? Like, I'm pretty much just expecting him to, like, give the rub to somebody or have some sort of a moment with somebody, right? But who? I'm trying to think who would be someone, and I'm pretty sure there's someone super obvious that I'm not thinking about right now, but in what scenario would you have The Undertaker, how would you utilize him on NXT? What are we expecting here? What are, what are we thinking here? Uh, this one's going to be interesting because I'm already seeing so many different uh, stuff coming out. Okay, we're seeing a lot of people a lot of people say The Undertaker and Joe Gacy. And the schism, obviously, that would be incorporated with that. I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's the most common answer that I'm seeing a lot of people throw out here. And damn, if I'm Joe Gacy, I would be freaking like over the moon if I got a segment with The Undertaker. That would make sense. Of course, aesthetically aesthetically speaking, that would definitely make sense. Uh, Darf Steven says, Undertaker and Thea Hale. <laughs> LOL. No, I think Taker and Ava. <laughs> You're killing me here. Uh, Alto says, Joe Gacy or Baron Corbin. More people saying Gacy as well. Okay, I'm not really seeing any other answers besides Baron Corbin, Joe Gacy, uh, Fernando Zayas says Braun Breaker calls out and has a face-to-face -face with The Undertaker. <laughs> Y'all are wild. I like where Chris is going. Chris says, Taker and Ilya Dragunov staring down would be interesting. See, I would like that. And you want to know why? Because Ilya Dragunov is scary as hell. He's scary as hell. And he's your NXT champion. Who else to give a really cool, you know, rub to than The Undertaker to Ilya Dragunov? I think that would be kind of cool. I think I'd be a little bit more... I'm not going to say I'd be, yes, I would be more interested in seeing something like that with Elia and The Undertaker versus uh, Undertaker and Gacy, but it would be interesting to see Undertaker and Gacy as well. So I think whatever they do, it'll be fun. It'll be exciting to see what they cook up, and they're definitely cooking up this show, guys. Like, I feel NXT on Tuesday is really going to have us on our toes, which is what I'm kind of, like, nervous about because I feel that AEW is really going to kill it on the wrestling side, like the in-ring portion of it because of the matches that were announced. I'm really expecting really great in-ring wrestling, but on the NXT side of things, I'm really expecting a fast-paced show with all of the little cameos, and I won't be surprised if they sprinkle in more things during the entire show who knows like it's gonna be kind of crazy to cover both of those shows simultaneously but we got a lot more super chats in here let's go ahead and see what people are saying what are you guys cooking up in the chat are you guys cooking the way that Shawn michaels is cooking over on it freaking Shawn michaels is booking this nxt the way that a freaking thanksgiving feast is man he's like turkey ham stuffing cranberry sauce apple pie cheesecake bread rolls i can't think of any more thanksgiving <laughs> thanksgiving food items <laughs> i choked guys i choked i was like what else is on a thanksgiving food table <laughs> all right oh god guys let's get to this sam pine boone sends in a super chat saying i know triple h announced next week on smackdown it's going to be war games at survivor series okay so i might as well touch on this too and speaking of announcements and who's going to be doing what 
So next week is supposed to be SmackDown season premiere. That's how they're promoting the show for next week. And some of the items that have been announced for this include... Obviously, Roman Reigns is going to be returning. That's going to be the, 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 the thing. But also, Triple H is set to appear on the show. Now, the last couple of times that we've seen Triple H appear, either on Raw or SmackDown or whatever, he always appears at the top of the show and kind of tends to open the show, make a little announcement, really hype up the crowd, little things like that. So honestly, what I'm expecting is pretty much that. I'm not sure that I'm expecting like some sort of big announcement. I'm kind of expecting Triple H just to come out and be like, this is the season premiere of SmackDown. We're going into another era and things are going really great in WWE and Survivor Series is coming up and we're going to get war games. That's pretty much along the lines of what I'm thinking. I don't know if I'm expecting like any sort of big announcement. Uh, they didn't promote that it was going to be like a big announcement, but they did promote that he's going to be there and he's going to, you know, I'm going to, you know, probably say something to the people. So we'll see. Dream Ninja 77 says, great, go home show for SmackDown. I popped for, I popped big for Rhea saying, acknowledge me. She is just my fave right now. Ray calling Carlito, question mark. Dragon Lee on SmackDown is awesome. So we do not know who Ray Mysterio called, but it, so he's looking for a third person for their match at Fastlane. And I do not know who the third person's going to be. It would be freaking cool if it was Carlito. Are you, t- are you kidding me? It would be cool if it was Carlito. Um, so we'll see tomorrow on the watch along. We'll all be here to react and have a good time to that. Darf Steven sends in a super chat saying, at this rate, let's bring Stone Cold... At this rate, let's bring Stone Cold and The Rock to NXT. Also, who is going to double cross who first, the Bloodline or the Judgment Day? So I know we're going to talk more in depth in just a second about what's going on with the Bloodline and the Judgment Day. But just to answer Steven's question, I'm going to say the Judgment Day. I do not trust the Judgment Day whatsoever. So with that, it's the Judgment Day. And... I mean, you know, it'd be funny if all of a sudden we just get like every single major big superstar in WWE that we possibly could appearing on NXT. I mean, who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, now D says, thank you, by the way, now for the super chat. He says, Undertaker also on NXT is crazy. Tony is going to have to bring the big gun. He has to bring Riho. I love Riho. She's freaking adorable. Uh, she is freaking adorable. I don't know. I'm curious. And look, I've already asked the chat this on Tuesday when they made all of those big announcements. So I know people are different, but I feel like a lot of people that you're going to watch whatever you want to watch, right? If you are solely an AEW fan, you're going to be watching AEW. If you're solely a WWE fan, you'll be watching NXT. If you're a fan of both, chances are you'll be flipping channels, recording both of them or whatever, and watching both. If you just don't care and you're like, I'm just going about my day, I'll follow things on Twitter, then you'll watch neither. Uh, So I feel like it is going to definitely how do I say this? NXT isn't taking this line down. They could have easily had AEW do their little show on Tuesday and NXT could have proceeded as normal. And they did it. They decided to basically, you know, fight back and be like, all right, this is a competition. And given the way that things went down with the Wednesday night wars, uh, I can definitely see them ready to want to celebrate the ratings the following day. But that's just my uh, assumption as an outsider. So a good friend, NXT, man, they're not taking this lane down. They're on a momentum right now, guys. They're getting 
in big numbers. They're getting big ratings. They're getting all of the, the freaking big main roster stars on the show. NXT's killing it right now. And why give that up? You want to keep it going. And if the options are there, if the opportunity is there to get people like John Cena, to get people like The Undertaker on the show, then why the hell not? You might as well take that. So uh, thank you so much to Nell D for the super chat as well. I appreciate you, man. All right. So let's get to this. All right. So here we go. There's going to be quite a bit to get into. So I'm going to try to uh, summarize this as best as possible. There is a shit ton going on with the bloodline. Okay. So I'm going to try my best here because we got the whole situation with the bloodline and the Judgment Day, and then we got the Bloodline, and LA Knight, and John Cena, and there's just a lot here, so we're going to go in a little bit of different directions. We got a super chat here from Will Chisholm, who says, I'm a fan of both, but my daughter runs the house, so we'll be watching NXT. She's an Asuka and Roxanne Mark. I love that, by the way. It's your, your daughter is the one that cuts the cheese in the house. You know, she's the one that's doing it. She's making the decisions. Uh, Will Chisholm, thank you so much for the super chat, man. All right, so here we go. We kicked off SmackDown today with LA Knight going out there, and I'm ready for a promo. I'm like, I'm getting my, I'm getting my, my listening shoes ready. I'm ready. To- <laughs> I just made that up, guys. I made that up. That's really stupid. <laughs> really, really stupid, but whatever. So I'm getting ready to listen to Ellie Knight's promo. I'm waiting for all of these different things to go. And before he gets to say anything, he's quickly interrupted by Paul Heyman. And Paul Heyman comes out and he basically says that he has a reputation for spotting the next big thing. Yeah, we know. I mean, dude was freaking repping the next big thing, Brock Lesnar, for like the longest time. And... He says that he knows that Ellie Knight is going to be the next megastar in this business. And then the crowd agrees, of course. The crowd's like, yeah. And everybody's doing their yeah. And Paul Heyman has had it. He says that he hates the chance. He doesn't like them. So then he gets booed. And once again, he hits us with the lineup. I already told you guys, my name is not Boo. And that got over last week. And it's still funny this week. Uh, So then after this, we ended up getting... Paul Heyman was out offering LA Knight some condolences and basically apologizing for what they're going to do, what their actions are going to be over on Fastlane. And LA Knight basically says that he's not buying into his BS, right? So he then puts up a challenge to Jimmy Uso and he challenges Jimmy Uso to a match tonight on SmackDown. So I'm going to skip to that because you know what? Let's put that on hold. I'm going to put that on hold for a second because there's some stuff that happened in between that are going to make more sense for the main event. So that's the first portion of this, the bloodline LA Knight situation. Of course, also, by the way, forgot to mention, John Cena came out during this because at one point we ended up seeing the bloodline go out there, Solo Sokoa and uh, Jimmy, and they all get into the ring apron. And so LA Knight is outnumbered and John Cena comes out to have his back the way that LA Knight had his back last week. All right. Now, there was a lot of backstage stuff that went down. So we had the Judgment Day take over the locker room of the Bloodline. And then there was this face-to-face confrontation in the locker room. And Rhea Ripley sends all the dudes the hell out. She sends them packing. And she says that she and Paul Heyman 
have to handle some business. So if there was any doubt in anybody's mind about whether or not Rhea Ripley was the leader of the Judgment Day, we sure as hell know now that she is certainly the leader of the Judgment Day because she's the one making the business calls. She's the one making the business decision. She's the one checking the guys, giving them sassy attitude, kicking them out, doing the thing. That is Rhea Ripley right now. So Rhea Ripley and Paul Heyman. Now, there are very few people that I have seen make Paul Heyman look nervous, make him look intimidated, and Rhea Ripley did just that. During this, we had a little conversation with Rhea and Paul, and Rhea basically suggests that the Bloodline and the Judgment Day link up and work together. And Paul says he thinks it's a great idea, but he's got to get the approval from his tribal chief, Roman Reigns. And Rhea basically puts his phone down and says it's authorized. And Paul Heyman, again, explains, I got to call the tribal chief. And once again, Rhea says it is authorized. So we got Rhea out here kind of stepping on the toes of Roman Reigns and his authority. And during this, she then ends up threatening Paul Heyman and she tells them to acknowledge Rhea Ripley to acknowledge her. So Rhea Ripley stole Roman Reigns' line and asked Paul Heyman to acknowledge her. All right, that closes out. And also, we do get a little bit of a backstage segment. They did, we didn't get to hear too much on this one, but it basically looked like also uh, Jimmy was in agreement as well as he was talking backstage with Rhea Ripley. All right. But wait, there's more. So, we finally get to the main event to close out the night. We got Jimmy Uso, LA Knight. During this is where all hell breaks loose. And this was the cool part, the very, very cool part, I think, of SmackDown. Because the big thing was that this is a go-home show to Fastlane, right? If you weren't planning on tuning in to Fastlane, this is a show that is going to try to convince you to tune into Fastlane tomorrow. And during this, we ended up getting a post-match brawl melee between literally everybody and their mother. So Paul Heyman comes out and he tells Rhea Ripley that it is authorized that Roman Reigns has agreed to the Judgment Day and the Bloodline working together. Now, I don't know if they meant like to moving forward working together or just tonight. I'm taking it as moving forward as of tonight. They're going to be on good terms, especially given that they uh, have common enemies for Fastlane. So then <laughs> we have Ellie Knight out there and there's he he's kind of like outnumbered. So Cody, so um, so John Cena goes out there. Cody Rhodes comes out there. Jay Uso goes out there. And it ends up being all four of those guys against the Judgment Day and the other members of the Bloodline, the remaining Bloodline. And we end up getting this melee. The baby faces end up getting all of their spots in on the heels. It's very, very fun. And the closing shot of SmackDown is the four baby faces there in the ring. So Damn, that was kind of a lot to cover. Like I said, guys, we're going in multiple directions here. So I want to start off with the Rhea Ripley, Paul Heyman stuff, because to me, 
This is super, super appealing. I'm loving just like the dynamic between Paul Heyman and Rhea Ripley because like I said, Paul Heyman looked incredibly nervous during this. And I like seeing Rhea Ripley in this very dominant, dominant role where she's out there. She's the alpha male. She's the holy crap what just fell. Ooh, that was something fell. Did anybody catch that on camera? What fell? Oh, Chris Jericho fell, my action figure. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Um, so anyways, what the hell was I saying? All right, Rhea Ripley, this alpha female type of character. I freaking love it. And it even sort of, out, it enhances it more because that's what she's been, right? That's what Rhea Ripley has been, this alpha female. That's what she's been already. But when she's in there handling business with Paul Heyman, it enhances that. So that was really cool. And that's kind of the part of the story that has me really intrigued. I'm also dying because... When Roman Reigns comes back next week, what is the situation going to be between him and Rhea? Because on Monday, we had Jey Uso basically say that he thought Rhea Ripley had bigger balls than Roman Reigns. And then tonight, she was kind of trying to make an authorization, a business transaction, without letting Paul Heyman speak to Roman Reigns first. So she's, again, stepping on his toes. So I'm curious to see what the hell is going to happen. And then, of course, her stealing his catchphrase. So I'm curious to see how Roman Reigns is going to act um, in regards to Rhea Ripley. Then the other thing that we have here is also, what are we doing for Survivor Series? My prediction here is clearly that as Steven mentioned earlier, we are going to see some sort of turn either between the bloodline or the judgment day. I am expecting it to be the judgment day in this scenario, but I did love the way that this whole brawl ended SmackDown because all of these guys are involved in some, in some shape or form on Fastlane in a match against each other. Oh boy, there's a lot. MD says Rhea versus Roman, book it. You know, everybody's out here always talking about who's Roman Reigns going to face on WrestleMania 40. Is it going to be Cody Rhodes? Is it going to be The Rock? Is it going to be LA Knight? It's going to be Rhea Ripley. Just kidding. Don't take that seriously. I know there's going to be people that take that seriously. All right, let's go. Uh, we got a couple of super chats to get into. So let's get to them. Uh, this one's from Giuseppe who says, Denise, who's the bigger Swifty? You or Kelly Keys? It's me. It's always me. By the way, next week I will be watching the Taylor Swift uh, Eras Tour movie. So uh, I will not be watching SmackDown Live next week. I know. Uh, I'll watch it afterwards. I'm going to be at the, at the movie concert. I'm going to go to a movie concert. Never been to a movie concert. I'm excited. Matt Raquel says, what if Ray called a returning Randy Orton? Just a guess. Have a great show. Denise, tomorrow should be interesting. I don't know, guys. I don't like to speculate on Randy Orton because, again, I feel like he's been out for such a long time. And it, it seems to be, you know, clearly serious. If not, he would have been back a lot sooner. So I don't like to really speculate on Randy Orton and whether or not he'll be coming in or not. Uh, Zahira Sharif sends in a very generous super chat. Thank you so much to Zahira Sharif, who says, I get the feeling that Roman is going to be pissed. I like when Rhea said, acknowledge me, and the look on Paul's face was priceless. It certainly was. And I think Roman Reigns, I almost feel, and this will be kind of funny because this will be very um, similar to just like everyday life. I can see Roman Reigns sort of, you know, trying to be... I think what he's gonna, what's going to happen is I think he's going to try to belittle 
Rhea Ripley. You know, try to undermine her a little bit, right? Like she's supposed to be the leader, but I think he's going to not really take her seriously. And I think that is going to really piss off Rhea Ripley. And I do think that that's going to be the catalyst for them deciding, you know what? We're no longer going to be working together. We This business transaction is done and over. So I do think that the Roman Reigns, Rhea Ripley pa- power play is going to be something that, I think it's going to be fun. Honestly, I'm really looking forward to this. Like, I want Roman Reigns to kind of be taken aback by Rhea Ripley, but also not take her seriously. And Rhea Ripley getting really pissed off about that. Ooh, that's what I want to see. That's what I want to see. Stephen Marchulli says Triple H has special guests. Regal say war games. Dude, we... I mean, damn, I've been wondering about William Regal for like the longest time. Ever since he went back to WWE, I feel like there's just been too many question marks around Regal's name. So uh, hopefully we get Regal out there saying war games. Sheldon Jackson says, my question is, why would Roman trust Judgment Day, especially right now with Damian Priest holding the Money in the Bank briefcase and may possibly cash in on him? Well, Roman Reigns is always two steps ahead of people. So I feel that, like I said, I do think the Judgment Day will turn on the bloodline, but I think the bloodline is going to also be planning the same thing. It's just a matter of who's going to pull the trigger first. Is it going to be the bloodline or is it going to be the Judgment Day? I think they're going to use each other whenever, as much as they can or however much it benefits them. And then whenever, you know, once had it, that's it, right? But I do think that Roman Reigns has a plan of his own. You think Roman Reigns is going to be fooled? Roman Reigns isn't going to be fooled. Mike Parker sends in a super chat saying, if there is such a thing as moment of the year, Rhea telling Paul to acknowledge her is a strong contender, pure gold. You know what this reminded me of? This reminded me, and I'm sure for those of you who are dads out here, uh, do we have any girl dads in the chat? Do we have any girl dads? I know we had, a, had, we had one earlier uh, from the super chat, so I know for sure we have one. But if we have any other girl dads in here, this is like when your daughter gets really sassy, really feisty. Maybe she's in her teenage years. She's starting to argue back with mom and dad. She's trying to, you know, she's trying to make her own rules up in here. Uh, That's what it kind of reminded me seeing Rhea Ripley and Paul Heyman together. Rhea Ripley looks like uh, Paul Heyman's daughter who's going through a goth phase and Paul Heyman is not handling it very well. There was a screenshot that I took. Actually, I'm going to, uh, let me, uh, let me post it up here one second. And I was going to put this on Twitter, but then I forgot because the acknowledge me line ended up taking my attention, but there's this line. Here we go. This one, this picture here, this picture looks like <laughs> Paul Heyman is having a hard time accepting that his teenage daughter, Rhea Ripley is going through a goth phase. <laughs> He's got his head down in his hands, looking all worried. That's exactly what what that reminded me of. And we got a lot of girl dads out here. Let's shout out the girl dads here. Uh, Dream Ninja 77, Fernando Zayas, Burt Housen. Uh, we, we (laughs) We got a couple on here. I love it. All right. So let's press on because we got a couple more super chats to get into. And where did they go? All right. Here we go. So... The next one that we got here is from, oh, Stephen Marchulli. Here it is. He says, let this be the start of Tamina Snuka joining the bloodline. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like if she was, she would have just already like a long time ago. But we have been wanting to see even more members, you know, appear or do anything. So it would be cool. But 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know if that's necessarily we're gonna see that too much. Who knows? But I do think when you got Rhea, who's who's a lady, you might want another lady on the other side, but who knows if they go that way? We will see. All right, guys. Um, so that was kind of everything that went down with the bloodline and everything that associated that with them. Uh, we're gonna run through a couple more things that went on SmackDown. There's some things that just don't require too much, and then we're gonna go ahead and get into fast lane predictions. So we ended up do seeing a tag team match between Charlotte and Asuka teaming up together to take on EO and Bailey. And this was very they gave them a lot of time here. There was two matches that got a really good amount of time on SmackDown today, and this was definitely one of them. And there were some good moments during this, particularly between Bailey and Charlotte. I mean, go figure, right? They always work wonderfully together. So uh, they were definitely working wonderfully together in this match. There was uh, a moment that I really liked where Bailey was mocking Charlotte Flair. She was doing the woo and basically mocking her. I really enjoyed that. But Charlotte did get the victory for her team with the natural selection. Uh, we also saw Bobby Lashley versus Rey Mysterio. And this was the other match that I thought got a really good amount of time as well. And these matches are always great because it's the David, David and Goliath type matches. And we know uh, throughout history we have seen Rey Mysterio have several different versions of this match we'll never forget like Rey Mysterio and the Big Show I remember watching that match and literally thinking that the Big Show was the most evil person on this planet when I saw him do the things that he did to Rey Mysterio I will never forget that match obviously I was a lot younger so I really I was pissed man I was like how dare he do this to Rey Mysterio what an evil man and so we always know that the Dave and Goliath matches tend to work out pretty nicely but this was a fun one uh Bobby Lashley did win this match with a giant giant spear that literally sliced Rey Mysterio like he was a piece of bread so good stuff there we got a tease for Alba Fire and Isla Dawn and here's the thing guys man I'm kind of bummed out that we haven't been seeing more of them uh, I really like them as a team. I have been liking them on over on NXT. And I feel bad because I thought their call up would be like the best thing ever for them. But now I'm like, damn, with everything happening on NXT, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn would have been perfectly fine killing it on there because we haven't seen too much of them on the main roster. But they did this little vignette where it seems like they're in a forest. They got their witch's brew and they're teasing they didn't say they didn't put any text or anything saying that they're coming soon, but they're pretty much teasing that. And I'm thinking it's October. You got these scary, the, the scary, dark, mysterious tag team and you're not putting them on TV. Let's get to it. I want to see both of these girls next week on SmackDown. No more waiting. They need to be on the show. And especially during the spooky season, I don't, I, I can't, come on. I mean, it just makes sense, right? It makes sense. Makes sense to do that. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Austin Theory versus Dragon Lee. So this one here, we had a promo from Austin Theory ahead of the match. And it was very quick. He basically just said that he was a nice guy for letting Dwayne Johnson talk in his ring. I repeat, Austin Theory said he was a nice guy for letting Dwayne The Rock Johnson share his ring with him. Good stuff from theory there. Uh, a few minutes into this match, Grayson Waller goes out there. And for the actual finish of this match, we ended up seeing Dragon Lee get the win via distraction because Cameron Grimes comes out and attacks Grayson Waller. Austin Theory is distracted by this. Dragon Lee takes advantage of this, gets the W 
Dragon Lee has been having pretty, he's been having a pretty good luck lately. So uh, good for him. Um, this match was fine. I, I like that we're seeing more of Cameron Grimes and I like that we're getting something with him, period. I think that was like the biggest thing that I took out of this. The biggest thing that I took out of this was at least Cameron Grimes is doing something on SmackDown. So there you go. Like Tony Cameron says here, to the moon. That guy has so much charisma, so much personality. I don't know how we haven't seen it yet on SmackDown, guys. I just don't know. Uh, Zeno Hour points out that Dragon Lee is getting loud reactions. And Tony also says Dragon Lee's big bro, Roosh, is already proud of him. All right. And uh, we're going to go ahead and really quickly, we I already mentioned what we're seeing next week on SmackDown for the premiere. So really quickly, we are getting Roman Reigns returning. Triple H is going to be appearing, like I mentioned, and we're going to be seeing pretty deadly in action. Finally, again, against uh, Ridge Butch. So I want to go ahead and get into fast lane predictions and talk a little bit about what we might expect for tomorrow's pay-per-view. And then we'll call it a wrap here. This is pretty much a quick post show for today, guys. Um, all right. So I'm going to start at the, I'm going to start with, yeah, I'll start here. All right. So the undisputed WWE tag team champions, Finn Balor and Damian Priest. We'll take on Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso. So in terms of what I might be expecting to happen here, I really do see, ooh, this is probably the only one where I'm not definitively sure which direction they should go in here. I'm kind of seeing this one 50-50. I don't necessarily want to see Cody take a, a loss, even if it's right here on a tag team match. So I'm kind of feeling like I want it to be Jay and Cody, but at the same time, Finn and Priest have also taken a lot of losses here. And I don't know if Jay and Cody are going to become tag team champions. So for that reason, I'm definitely expecting to see Finn Balor and Damian Priest retain here tonight. Or, you know what? Maybe I take that back, guys. You know what? I take it back. I take my prediction back. I take my prediction back. Because, look, I do not think that Damian Priest is going to cash in on um, the Seth Rollins-Shinsuke-Nakamura match. But I think they're going to want us to think that he's going to cash in. So because of that, I can see them dropping the titles to cause, to resurface that friction between him and Finn Balor. And then, ooh, okay, I'm changing my prediction, guys. I'm going with Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso to become tag team champions. I'm taking a risk on this one because I'm only like a little bit sure here. But now that I can kind of see them, how they might want to trick us a little bit, I'm going with Jey Uso and Cody Rhodes on this one. Oof, I don't know. This is where I'm at right now. All right, uh, let's see. We got the LWO versus uh, Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. Again, we got some people saying earlier that they predict that Carlito might be the person teaming up with uh, Santos and Rey Mysterio. If that's the case, I would love that. But if not, we still do not know who that third person is going to be. Uh, and I feel like if they're going to bring in a third person, it's definitely got to be the LWO winning this match. Like they can't go into this with a surprise person and then lose the match. Like they're going to look like dorks. So I'm definitely going with the LWO here. Um, all right. We got the WWE Women's Championship match. EO Sky versus Charlotte Flair and Asuka. I really want to see EO retain because I don't think that I've gotten enough of our championship reign yet. And so I don't necessarily want to see it already come to a close. And I feel like if they go with Charlotte, been there, done that so many times, Asuka, 
same thing, been there, done that. So I want them to surprise me by keeping the title on EO Sky. I think this will be a great victory for her if she were obviously to win the match. So I'm sticking with EO on this one. Uh, we got another one from, um, excuse me, let's get into these super chats because we got a couple. And this one is, let me see, where am I at on this on my super chats? Oh, yeah, here we go. Dream Ninja says WWE has wanted to do new Latino stars for years for when Ray retires. Now that they have two legit great talents with Santos and Dragon Lee. I mean, for the longest time, they were trying to find their next Ray Mysterio, their next Ray Mysterio, their next Ray Mysterio. God, we've been hearing that term, the next Ray Mysterio for like the longest time. For years, we've been hearing the next Ray Mysterio. Who's going to be the next Ray Mysterio? Oh, this guy's slated to be the next Ray Mysterio. There ain't never going to be another next Rey Mysterio, okay, guys? Rey Mysterio is the only Rey Mysterio. But in terms of pushing a big Latino star and having them get as over as Rey Mysterio, obviously that's a huge, huge task. But who knows who we will see get that. I mean, Santos Escobar, I think, has a lot of potential, but they still got to, you know, book him a little bit stronger for sure for that to happen. Dragon Lee is definitely getting over too, but who knows what that could who knows if they'll keep continue to do that. Uh, it's a matter of making sure that there's actual, you know, continuity, them actually continuing to do it and not just doing it sporadically for a couple of weeks and then being like, oh, well, he didn't get over. That's it. Uh, so I don't know. It's still too hard to say, like, who will get that kind of a reaction, like a Ray Mysterio reaction. Uh Steven Marchuli says, oh, I already read this one. Christopher Marino says, um, Ric Flair wins the confronted, confronted by Jade. Flair wins. Oh, okay, okay. Christopher Marino is predicting that Charlotte Flair wins and is then confronted by Jade Cargill. Well, you guys might have seen already that report from PW Insider that says that it looks like Jade Cargill is going to be at Fastlane tomorrow. They didn't say, like, in what capacity. She may be doing what I'm expecting is... I don't think that I'm expecting her to confront anybody per se. I won't be surprised if they do like a little shot of her in the crowd where it's like, oh, Jade Cargill, the newest signee. And she stands up and, you know, she's got her big sunglasses on and the nice, really cool kicking ass outfit. And I have a feeling they might do something like that. But it would be a lot better if she did do like a confrontation for sure. But I'm, I'm kind of expecting more of like a crowd shot. I don't know why, but that's the vibe I'm getting. All right, so um, let's go ahead and press on from this and get into the World Heavyweight Championship match between Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura, which is a last man standing match. I hope it's good. I think it'll be good. I'm hoping for it to be good. And they were teasing Damian Priest, possibly catch, cashing in. And the way that they did this is that after they showed the video package of Seth Rollins and Shinsuke on SmackDown tonight, they then had a shot of Damian Priest with his money in the bank briefcase watching the video. And then they and and so to me, because they did that little that little shot, I'm like, he's not going to cash in. He has to be trying to make us think that he's going to cash in. He's not going to cash in. I feel like whenever it really is going to happen, whenever they're really going to do a cash in, they're going to try to get us all to forget so that we can all be surprised when it actually does happen. So showing the shot of Damian Priest with the briefcase actually kind of spoiled it for me that he's not going to be cashing in unless they want to like trick me and then just end up having him cash in. 
they could definitely do that. <laughs> All right. Uh, and last but not least, we got the John Cena and Ellie Knight match versus Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa. I would hate to see John Cena and Ellie Knight come out here on the losing end. So I'm definitely going with Cena and Ellie Knight all the way here. I would hate it. Hate it if they came out here getting a loss. Like, you don't do that to John Cena, first of all. And then you're trying out here to get LA Knight to continue getting him over. Then you're definitely going to want them to pick up this win. Ain't nobody want to see them laid out like goofs on the mat. No way. We need to see them get the W uh, at Fastlane. Alrighty, everyone. So that is the Fastlane card. As I mentioned, I will be here tomorrow to do the watch along. So it'll be a really good time. All right. So before we go, everyone, just a quick announcement. If you haven't already, please head on over to Apple Podcasts. Please leave a review. I'm trying to get to 100 ratings by the end of the year. I am currently, actually, I'm at 58. So this is an outdated screenshot. I am at 58 ratings, and I'm trying to get to 100. So if you guys have enjoyed this podcast or any of my previous podcasts, please give it some love. Leave a rating. You don't even have to write anything. But if you do, I will definitely read it on here. Here on the stream because it really helps me out just to continue promoting this podcast and continue promoting basically everything. All right, everyone, that is it for today. I will see you guys back here tomorrow for the Fastlane Watch Along. Bye, everyone.